good, feels right? Good. Feels good to be back. Phase uh, three. Yeah, phase three. Things are starting to open up. It's, I think, the light at the end of the tunnel that so many people need. The beard is gone. <gasps> so the most. That, we should have led with that. That was the <laughs> biggest <laughs> news of the week. I can almost feel like their sweat. Yeah. You can me. smell each other's breath for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know who the people that don't brush their teeth before <laughs> <laughs> media scrum. Yeah, you know who those people are. You gotta like check check oh list on Oh my gosh, my pet peeve. Welcome to the WCIA three in one podcast. Brett Barons and Marley Weirda both here in the podcast studio at our station. On Neal Street, it's great to just be in studio to talk face-to-face for so long here. We were doing these things. Uh, You were in your apartment. Craig was at his apartment. I was here, and it just didn't really flow that well. We were trying to, like, talk over each other, but here we are. It's uh, May 29th, and we're good, right? Feels good to be back. Phase Uh, three? Yeah, phase three. Things are starting to open up. It's... I think the light at the end of the tunnel that so many people need, and I'm excited to be heading towards it. (laughs) I hope so. Just a breath of fresh air. I went to the store this morning, obviously, still wearing a mask. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to be protective, everything else, but I don't know. You just you hope that, like you said, we're getting somewhere where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, hopefully there will be sports again. At least Mm -hmm. that's what I think we are hoping for, and, you know, I think for me, at least that'll sense the real return to normalcy when they they announced that, hey, there is going to be sports. That first Illinois football game, that first high school football event, we hope is coming. At this point, we'll take even a practice, I think, which we'll talk about coming up here on the 3-in-1 podcast. A lot to get to today. Uh, We do want to talk about the IHSA. Still no announcement on their return to play policy, how they're going to instill that, how they're going to implement that. Uh, We're going to touch on that. Plus, Illinois Athletics coming back maybe as soon as next Wednesday, June 3rd, is its target date when they say that students will start returning to campus, at least football and men's basketball players, and some other newsworthy notes from the last week here. But let's start with this. The IHSA does come out just a few moments ago. It's about uh, 4 o'clock here on Friday. And they just released this. IHSA Executive Director Craig Anderson says the IHSA and Illinois Department of Health continue to work together to finalize return to play guidelines focused on safety, reuniting IHSA coaches and student athletes within the guidelines of phase three of Governor Pritzker's Restore Illinois plan and the IDPH's best practices. We refuse to compromise safety in this process and anticipate being able to enact and educate our member schools on the return to play guidelines by Monday, June 1st. So here's the backstory on this. The IHSA was originally supposed to have a meeting yesterday on Thursday, May 28th, with their athletic directors from across the state trying to implement these plans. They're waiting on the public health department to essentially give the go-ahead on this, that they sign off on this. Phase 3 just started today. A lot of things coming very quickly here on what the new normal might look like for the foreseeable future here until we get to Governor Pritzker's five-stage plan. And stage five at this point, Marley, seems like forever away. Far away, away, yeah. I mean, we're only in stage three, phase three now. And I feel like we have been in this forever i feel like we've been in like nine stages at this point so the fact that we're in stage three is uh well i mean like we said it's light at the end of the tunnel but we're we're getting closer but also i feel like this is the ihsa's mo a little bit in a way is to to wait and to wait and to wait they did that to you know athletes that were waiting to see if they were going to have their high school seasons and they kept waiting and postponing and postponing and ultimately 
canceled the state tournament, which was the news that we all had expected. So I think this is very of character of them to maybe keep kind of yeah waiting and waiting to. And it's a tough spot to be in. Right? I, totally I, I don't agree. think anyone envies Craig Anderson, the IHSA executive director, for being in this spot. You're having to make tough choices. We're dealing with kids here. This isn't even college athletes, mm-hmm. professional athletes at the top. They're getting paid. If they want to show up, they can. If they don't, they don't have to. They're not going to get paid. And I think college is the same way there. Obviously, it's different when they're not being paid. But when you're dealing with high school kids, I think it's a completely different animal yeah. here. You really need to rely on the government in that sense because the IHSA doesn't want to forge a path that's different from what Governor Pritzker is saying. And, and I get that. The problem becomes when you just continue to wait and wait and wait. Yeah. If they know the answer. Let's just move should, along yeah. with the with the program here. And I, I understand from an administrator standpoint, from an AD, from a principal, from, from a superintendent, especially downstate like we are here, and you go even further downstate or to the west of the state, and it's different. I mean, I feel like Champaign County, I think I saw the other day, it's less than 3% infection rate. That's great. There's some parts of the state that have even less than that. They're, they're mm-hmm. saying, look, let's let's move on here. We're not Chicago. Why do we need to wait for Chicago to be clear before we move on? I also get that. I get it from a parent standpoint. Hey, my kid's at home. He needs to have the structure of the the coach, whatever. If we're going to play a, a sport this season, it doesn't have to be just football. It could be any sport. You need to practice. You need to get out. You need to get in shape. You know, you need to avoid those soft tissue injuries. Injuries, and we'll talk about that. What Josh Whitman said earlier this week, uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. But I get it. And then from the athlete standpoint. That's where I feel the worst because you only get so many semesters. You only get so many chances in high school sports to play. And I, I can not imagine this as a high school senior, especially, Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about the seniors missing, you know, their spring sports, the couple of high school basketball, uh, teams and players in our area that were still going for, uh, you know, the winter sports you're not going to get that back, and that's really, really unfortunate. But the waiting game now of not knowing, okay, it's almost June. What are we doing here, IHSA? I get that, and that's got to be so right. frustrating. And I feel like, too, for sports to be starting here in the summer, you know, for high school athletes to come back and be able to practice and do open gyms or whatever it may be that they're going to be doing in the summer, I feel like is the clean slate that kind of everyone needs you know the spring athletes their seasons were already cut short some of you know the basketball players didn't get to to finish the state tournament and I think by getting these athletes back in the summer uh would just really you know kind of level the playing field starting a new era here we go let's jump in to the season and I think the kids need that and it's complicated, right? I mean, we all get the fact that this is really complicated. How do you bring these kids back? You can't test everyone like Illinois is no. going to. There's just not the test out there right now. With no vaccine, antibody testing really just taking off here and, and improving. I mean, how, how are you going to do this in a sport like football? Right. In, I mean, are the they going to wear masks when they play? What, you know, I think... I don't have all the answers. Yeah, no, I just know, I know that I get the frustration of people wanting answers from the IHSA. The problem is I don't know what the answers are going to be from the IHSA. Mm-hmm. From a PR perspective, it doesn't look very good when word gets out that you're going to have a meeting and then it gets postponed and then it gets postponed. And people are just like, what the heck is going on yeah. here? It makes you think not good news 
honestly. And it makes them look really poor in my eyes that they don't know what's going on. They, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing in that sense. Right. And I, I think it's tough, too, because like you mentioned, you know, some of the, the professional leagues and, and the NCAA, they have so many more resources that they can use to keep athletes safe, to provide the testing. But at the high school level, that's just not the case. So they can't really follow maybe the models of what all these other organizations are doing, uh, which makes it difficult for them to, to probably move forward. And there's no money there in a sense of what compared to the NCAA or professional, nor is those organizations have as many athletes. I mean, you know, you think how many high schools there are in Illinois, you know, 500 high schools. I don't know the number for sure, but that would be my guess about 500 high schools. All of the kids that play those sports, you're talking Mm -hmm. JV, you're talking freshmen, not not only the varsity level. I mean, are you going to test all those kids? I just can't. There's no portion of my mind that could even imagine or fathom that working where you could test that many kids keep all the information and I don't think the ICSA wants to do that either yeah and I I think it's tough too because you know these are high school kids so they're you know living at home with their parents they're not professional or college athletes when they're kind of maybe more at the discretion of of making their own decisions like let's say okay they say football players can can come back to practice and you know little Johnny's mom is like "Mm, sorry no I don't want you doing that it's it's tough yeah, I, man, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I just know that somebody uh, wants answers. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think we all want some we clarity do too, yeah. that, you know, of, hey, number one, is is the high school fall sports going to happen? I think that's the biggest thing. It's yep. probably too premature right now to say that. But there does come a point where you have to get back to some sort of normalcy of what we knew before March 13th and 12th when all of this blew up and 11th. You have to get back to that at some point. Now, today is a great first step. I think getting to phase three opens up some things. And look, is a high school kid going to follow all of this anyway? You know what I mean? I, th- I think that's what makes it tough. We were all high school kids in 16 to 18 making dumb decisions or whatever yeah. else it was. And that's part of my question with the Illinois part of this as well as we move forward into talking about uh, Josh Whitman's plan to, to bring back college athletes. For all the dumb decisions I made at 15 to 18, there were some even dumber ones from 18 to 22. <laughs> How committed do you think these college kids at Illinois are going to be to following this plan? We heard from Kendrick Green, and he said, look, I think this is a good plan if we all stick to it. Yeah. We all know what college brings, the temptations of college and being together and everything else. Do you think this can work? Do you think these football, men's basketball players will be willing to stay with the same four or five people the whole time, not intermingle with their other teams, not shoot a basketball for right now, not throw a football around? I'm not trying to be negative. I just have but, some yeah, doubts here about if this is really going to work. Yeah, because the, the regulations that they put in place are very, very strict. And that's understandable given that they want to protect athletes, keep them safe. It's what they need to do. But at the same time, you know, people people do break the rules. I mean, even with like some of the social distancing stuff i'll be the first one or the second third person to say that like oh maybe i haven't been like the most uh strict with my own like social distancing thing so i can only imagine a college kid that's coming back to um campus for the first time in in a few months they're gonna want to see their friends they're gonna want to be excited but at the same time you know life isn't um essentially 
normal anymore. So maybe there won't be that temptation to go do whatever it was that they were doing beforehand since, you know, there's not really much going on in the world right now. Whatever they were doing beforehand. Of course, just reading and studying at the library. That's what (laughs) all college kids do all the time, right? I think the message from the coaches is going to be pretty simple, from the Mm -hmm. athletic trainers, from the doctors and all of that. Look, if you want to play this fall, you need to follow the rules. Yeah. You have to follow these protocols or else, you know, your season could be in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And it could be in jeopardy either way. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to play. Right. The uh, Illinois, University of Illinois, hasn't announced anything about, you know, plans for the fall yet. Although I did find it very interesting in listening to Josh Whitman's comments last Friday. I was off, but I, I went back and listened to all of his his uh, time with the press on, on the Zoom call. He thinks they're going to play. I think he knows they're they're going to get some sort of play in. Yeah. That's what I took from that, and that's what I read from that, is he's confident they're playing football this fall. How it looks and how it's done is maybe be a little bit different. Right. But I would expect Illinois to be playing football this fall, barring some drastic second wave that completely shuts everything yeah. down. And I think this is the step in the right direction that they do need to take in order to bring – fall sports back and I even asked him about that I said hey do you think you know this is the step forward that you know athletes and fans need to maybe have a little bit of hope for for the fall and he said absolutely which only you know further uh you know kind of resonates with me that okay yeah fall sports are are a possibility if we can all follow the rules and if the athletes can follow the rules and if the coaches can follow the rules and uh yeah And talking to the players on Wednesday, I thought it was very interesting. Kinder Green, the Illinois offensive lineman, he's got a bright future, potential NFL player from Peoria, said he's been on campus the whole time. Uh, His mom downsized her place after he left for college. He didn't want to sleep on the couch at her place. (laughs) I don't blame him one bit for just staying at his place here in Champaign. And sounds like he's been pretty good about social distancing and, you know, following the rules. Nate Hobbs in Louisville, Kentucky. He's a senior cornerback for the Illini. I think he's got a potential pro future as well. Uh, He had to think about coming back, and so did Jake Hansen. The linebacker from Florida, also a senior, three leaders from the team here, and that's why they had them on the Zoom call with the media. But Jake and Nate made a great point. If I can get better training where I'm at, why am I coming back to Illinois where you're going to limit me on what I can do? Right. And I think that's very valid points, and I'm happy that they brought that up to us in the media, that they made that a, a thought publicly. It wasn't just something that they've kept internal, that they, they're – expressing look if jake hansen were florida's open right you talk yeah, to your parents right i mean Everything, wearing masks yeah. i assume or yeah they're kind of a couple weeks ahead of us i would say like maybe um like what we're in right now our phase three like their phase three probably happened what would have been maybe a month ago three yeah. weeks ago so they've been kind of like uh, ahead of us in that sense and for jake hansen gyms are are open so he right. can he can do that Uh, And I think that really surprised me, too, because when they first came out with the announcement that, okay, we're going to start bringing athletes back on June 3rd, uh, Josh Whitman said, you know, it's it's completely voluntary. They don't have to come back. And I was kind of thinking, well, like, why? Why wouldn't they like they they should want to come back? But then hearing some of them talk about, you know, oh, I can I can work out here. I have a gym at home. Why am I going to come back to campus and do two weeks of quarantine and just stretching for that matter if I can keep up with 
workouts at home. And I think when you're a college athlete too, I mean, in, in my experience, our workouts were inc- incredibly regimented. It was this week you do these lifts. Week two, this, this, this. Week three, this, this, this. Then week four, it's it's very much on a strict schedule that you have to follow. And if they're going to get interrupted, I mean, obviously this whole COVID situation has interrupted a lot of it. But if you want to have it as the least amount of interruptions as possible. So I, I don't blame them for wanting to, to keep maybe the momentum that they've already had in this strength training program. And do I think Jake Hansen and Nate Hobbs, two leaders of this team, on defense are going to be here? I do, because I think they're going to face pressure inherently or, you know, external from people, from coaches, from whoever. Yeah, it's, like, it's hey, social we, pressure. We, we need you here. You know, we, we need you on campus. But do I understand it from a practical sense where if Jake Hansen says, hey, I've been in Florida and I've been working out for a month and I can do whatever I want to do at my local gym, where, at my house, wherever that may be, why do I want to come back to Champaign and face all of these restrictions get tested multiple times, yeah. you know, have to fly up here or drive up here or whatever, you know, you're taking a risk in that sense. Now he's going to come back eventually, right? Mm-hmm. But that should be on his time yeah. when he decides that's the best to get come back. If it was me and I was in Florida, I think I would wait around a couple of weeks, get some feedback from the guys that maybe are closer like Kendrick Green, who's right. already on campus. He's going to be one of those guys that are here regardless Hey, how's it going? What's it like? They're going to, I mean, Kendrick Green's going to have to move into a dorm. Yeah. You know, so he can be quarantined with the other eight guys that he's working out with or nine guys or whatever, because it's got to be groups of 10 or less, right? And so, like, I I don't know. I mean, there's just so much to think about here that I think it's way deeper than the surface level. Oh, yeah, of course I want to be back because that's what we've always done. Well, what if the guys, you know, in the past, you know, you go get your lift in, you're in there for whatever, maybe it's regimented. Because you got another group coming in an hour and a half later, but then later you go back and do some more lifts, or yeah. you want to run the stairs at Memorial Stadium, or you want to play catch out on the field, or you want to do all of these X Y Z things that now you're no longer going to be able to do. Man, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, and I Josh Whitman also said that the they're kind of it's kind of a tier system of how they're bringing people back. Right. So kind of the last tier is people that are in like high. Um, like concentrations of the virus. So maybe Jake Hansen can't even come back right away because he's from yeah. Tampa, Florida. And I know Florida has been one of the bigger, you know, hotspots of, of the virus. So maybe there's a possibility he doesn't even come back. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's a very interesting situation. But I think um, for those athletes that do want to come back, maybe, you know, for people who don't have access to a gym, this is certainly a very good thing for them to be able to have this opportunity. And then my question would be, okay, let's say I decide to come back July 5th. I'm just throwing a date out there. I'm going to be expected then on July 5th to get tested, to quarantine, Mm -hmm. to live in an apartment, to go through all of those things that you're doing now. I don't know if Illinois has the answers for that. I would guess the answer would be yes. But is that going to delay things further down the road? You know what I mean? If you can just get that out of the way now, then maybe you're able to progress further. I don't know. I don't want to be Josh Whitman in this sense either because there's no. a whole lot of pressure. There's a whole lot of uh, weight riding on his shoulders, and it's not just him. There's obviously doctors and public health and all of, of those officials that are part of this decision. But Josh Whitman's the front guy on this because yeah. what happens when an Illinois athlete tests positive? 
Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> what's your contingency plan then? And I'm sure they have those contingency plans. You would have to, right? I mean, the last two months has been all about contingency plans. All about planning, yes. What do we do if? What do we do when? What do we do, you know, if this happens? I mean, you just you have to have all of those things in place and all those protocols for my eyes when that happens. Because it's not if, right? I mean, we always said when. all along. It's not going to be if you know someone with COVID. It's going to be when you find out someone has COVID that you know. And so how are you going to respond to that? You know, how is your family going to respond that respond to that? What protocols are you going to take? What precautions? How are you going to live your life? You know, the one thing that I thought it was very interesting that Josh said is we're not going to live in fear. You know, and that and I respect that. And believe me, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on board <laughs> with that of like not I living know. in fear. We got to live our lives. It but at some point, it's like, okay, he's dealing with 500-plus student-athletes, yeah. you know, and that's why he's the athletic director and gets paid the money that he does. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I think it's been very interesting to follow other schools in the Big Ten model that Iowa's come out and said that it's going to have fans. Iowa State has said that it plans to have fans at half capacity. We yeah. ran, I ran a story on that earlier this week, but only season ticket holders. So then now they're pushing season ticket holders. Hey, if you want to go to the game, you've got to be one of these season ticket holders. They said they already had 22,000 season ticket holders on board. The capacity of their stadium is only 30,000 if it's half. Right. So they only have 8,000 season tickets left. I'm going to guess that those season tickets probably already sold out at this point. Yeah. I can't imagine schools like Nebraska where they sell out for yeah. their spring game. What are they going to say to those season ticket holders right. and, and push them away? Is that that's clearly going to be a, a loss of revenue and just uh, it's it's all going to hit the fan. And and the revenue is the biggest part of this. Right. I mean, obviously, safety is they're, they're going to say that. And we all want to be safe. We all want to you know, continue our lives of, of what they were. And they're going to look a lot, dra you know, they're going to look drastically different. Our lives are never going to be the same after this. But the reality is it's about money, <laughs> you know, because this is billion dollars at stake right. here. They need football back to continue. Yeah. You know, it, it, I think I read the other day that football is about 70% of Illinois' budget. Yeah. And you if know, they, it's, if it's they can keep the, the TV contracts, if they can still play and they get, the the tv revenue yes they're in a definitely a good spot and that has to get i mean if they play with no fans okay i think they're willing to take that loss as long as the tv right contracts can continue i mean illinois gets upwards of 50 million dollars a year just from tv from revenue TV. You, you have to have that if you're illinois to continue yeah. i mean if, you kind of have don't. to have it in general if there's going to be no fans at the game don't you right they're yeah, going to need absolutely. a way for people to see it maybe it'll even give them more and that's not going to be bad sense. for our business in a sense oh not you know at all. like i from a selfish <laughs> standpoint and just a business and tv standpoint like if there's no fans then hopefully fans will come to us and hopefully yes. fans will be drawn to more media because we're giving them the coverage the things that they you know can't see on tv because there is a difference of watching a game on tv and being at the stadium if you're just a sports nut and that's why i'm kind of concerned as well for our coverage in a sense yeah. because you know, if we can't go film practice, which I look, I don't know if we're going to be able to or not. If we can't talk to people in person, it's only Zoom. Like there's certain things that are going to be lacking there that you just can't you can't get on a Zoom I call. I think our days of a media scrum yeah. are probably there, it's over. not going to happen. For yeah, a while. no way. For and for the listeners that don't know, a media scrum is when there is an athlete or a coach and there are just microphones shoved in their face yeah. there's maybe what like 
15 ish sometimes feuds, i mean some i've 15, been on some people. that are 25 people, people probably at the big 10 tournament yeah. or whatnot and you are all like yeah. smushed up close together not practicing no there's social no distancing. social distancing i mean that. yeah i've been like i don't know interviewing whoever it may be and i can almost feel like their sweat yeah dripping you can me smell each other's breath for sure yeah, yeah. You know who the people that don't the brush their teeth before <laughs> <Right>. a media scrum <laughs> yeah you know who those people are you gotta like check check oh my on that. gosh my pet peeve i'm like people just drink your coffee and then put in some gum or something please <laughs> <laughs> they're all like <laughs> the interesting thing is you know wearing your mask now after, and i drink a lot of coffee in the morning probably i don't know four or five cups in the morning yeah. usually oh god so, Are you, is your heart rate okay yeah it's great you, know? <laughs> you got kids and everything else it's just part of the part of the routine but you put your mask on after you drink coffee you're like man my breath is awful <laughs> this is terrible you need to taste I'm your own sorry medicine. for all the people that i've been in close contact with here uh, you know, for this terrible breath. But do, yeah. I, do I need to back up so, here? No, we're fine. Okay. I think we're All okay. Right. No. <laughs> did you brush your teeth before you came I, to work? I did, yeah. Okay, but, good. you know, you just never know. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. The the media term for that, and this is going to freak some people out, gangbang. That's the <laughs> Do you know that? Yes. Yeah, I just uh, refer to it as the gangbang. <laughs> Marley's going to refer to it is as it the a, scrum. We'll is it a, a press conference or a, a gangbang today, uh, Brett? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. This is, uh, yeah, right. There you go. You got to take the tripod, you know, or not. If it's a press conference, you need the tripod. If it's just a gangbang, you don't need the tripod. You don't. <laughs> so there you go. There's that piece of nugget for you. All right. We'll see about Illinois. I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful that there's a season. I'm hopeful that we're able to, you know, be talking about Illinois football and the depth chart and Brandon Peters and, you know, how the running backs are going to look and all yeah. of that, you know, hopefully here soon. But uh, we're just not to that point yet. So we just might be watching from behind a fence. Yeah, right. If or that. if that, we'll, they could just we'll get a drone, close maybe. it off. Yeah, you could use Lighty's drone. We can use a drone, like do little flyovers. I'm sure that we'd they get, would love. I'm sure we'd Lovey get all would be like on their board formations. That, right? and <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Lovey would have no problem with that. Uh, hint, hint. The beard is gone. So the most that, we should have led with that. That was the <laughs> biggest <laughs> news of the week. Breaking news here: the beard is gone. Uh, <laughs> I could care less what Lovey Smith looks like, to be honest with you. But people just seem to I gravitate just, towards the beard. it. I, they have I nearly. I I, scre- I saw it on my phone. I was with my friends, and I go, guys, Lovey shaved his beard. I was I was just in shock. He looks so different. Yeah. Because I never really knew Lovey like without. I mean, that was the Chicago Bears. That was Lovey, the Bears. That was the right? Bears look, which I didn't follow the Bears really um, at that time. So, um, I I'm unfamiliar of what his I, face looks like without a beard. And he looks very different. Yeah. Uh, I guess it, when you started here, he had the beard, didn't you? Yeah. You've never seen Lovey beardless. I've never seen Lovey beardless. beardless, yeah. Except for, never, like, some pictures. But yeah. this, I mean, just knowing, getting to know him over the past two years, like, yeah. knowing Lovey, bearded Lovey, and now seeing it gone is, I don't know. I mean, people were complaining about not being able to get haircuts, and here Lovey goes. <laughs> <laughs> I said that Arizona Heat, he's been out in Arizona this whole time. I said that Arizona yeah. Heat probably got the best of him. Even if it's a dry heat, it's pretty itchy on the beard. I know. You know the you Santa Claus beard probably is not good for the, <laughs> <laughs> the heat. Oh, man. That was the most commented story we posted all week. You know, you could do award-winning journalism, and Lovey's beard will get right. more play on social media than, you know, 
an Emmy, but you know, I, mean, I, I, I was part of it. I was part of the the hype. <laughs> oh, we all did, right? Everyone's got their opinion about Lovey Smith's beard and whatever. That's fine. All right, he like said his Mara. wife liked it, so if Marianne liked it, then I guess that's good. good. You know, that's all it takes. So, uh, all right, prospect league canceled. The Danville Dans will not be playing this summer. I know you're really disappointed about that, Marley. Yeah, tragic. <laughs> the Springfield <laughs> Sliders in that league as well. You know, just another thing that's checked off the list. The John Deere Classic uh, canceled this week as well. Oh, I'm upset about that. I one know. Too. Marley's <laughs> really upset about not covering golf this summer and driving to the Quad Cities to, for a professional golf meet. Me, on the other hand, disappointed there won't be a media day for free golf at the TPC Deer Run course. You know, just these little things. Well, that means there up. won't be any breaking news that day. <laughs> Maybe anyway. that's right. Because yeah, <laughs> exactly. if, if you don't go to play golf, then. It's a it's a boring day Fair in the, the newsroom. <laughs> You're not wrong on that, and we've had plenty of boring days here the last a couple of weeks. So yeah. boring that we're going through all the archive tapes of old Illinois football and basketball yes. games. So, and I did while digging for one of my stories the other day. I did find some uh, circa 2000 video footage of Dan Hartlib when he was the pitching nice. coach for Illinois. He had a so. lot more hair, <laughs> he, but honestly, like he looked the same other than maybe a couple more strands of hair hasn't aged a day he's so one of those guys i feel like you know in 10 years timeless. from now still gonna look just as good as he incredible. does incredible right what's his secret what tell me your moisturizer that <laughs> dan because <laughs> i gotta know <laughs> yeah exactly uh bailey dowling st joseph ogden senior softball player named the illinois gatorade player of the year doesn't play a game and still gets the gatorade player of the year that's a pretty good gig if you can pull that yeah. off well i mean has did any high schools no play a game exactly no. so i mean i'm surprised they by, gave out the by award. default yeah yeah i just figured they wouldn't give out the award i know here at wcia we're not going to give out our spring sports awards because right, there was no games who, i mean yeah. what are you supposed to do with that so i mean it would probably be bailey dowling it would anyway. be she would have been <laughs> our first four-time winner of our player of the year you know we do that for football volleyball uh boys and girls basketball softball and baseball so we've never had a four-time winner yeah that would have been pretty cool to award that to her but uh, you know, she's going to Alabama. She's the number two or three ranked recruit in the country right? from right here in central Illinois. It's amazing. And I feel terrible for her. 11 home runs away from breaking the national record. Yeah. I mean, she would have had it, right? Uh, what ifs? That's uh, that's that's a tough one to that's swallow. That's like the quote of the year, honestly. That's the, yeah, the what's motto gone, What's gone right in 2020? <laughs> Right. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I producer Scott Andreessen. That's about the only thing that's gone right yeah, I'd, in his world. I'd really have to get back to you on that. Yeah, we'll uh, keep tabs on that one. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really happy to talk to Dick Duval this week as well. One of the stories we ran on WCIA 3. Is, all of these are up on our website right now. Go back and listen to sound from that and, and uh, take a look back. But uh, the former St. Joe's, another St. Joe story here, the former St. Joseph Ogden football coach, uh, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer last mm -hmm. month. Spent 15 days by himself. Couldn't even have his wife there with him at Barnes Jewish Hospital That's in so St. Tough. Louis. And he's on the road to recovery. Going to start chemo next week. Uh, Dick's one of my favorite guys uh, from coaching-wise to talk to. Uh, you covered him back to 2013 when I started here. He played for a state title. Five state runner-up finishes for him. And a legendary career. Really excited for him that he he's going to have the field named after him uh, out at St. Joe. Very, very well deserving. Two fifty one and seventy five was his record in high school. That's not too bad. That's Hall of Fame worthy. And the Hall of Fame coach is now going to have the field named in his honor, which is really exciting. We wish uh, Dick nothing but the best. 
And like we said with Bailey, she was one of our senior send-off members. 138, is that what yep, we came up with? 138 over. kids over 45 different schools that we recognize over the last six weeks or so. It's been really fun to just give kids five, ten seconds on our newscast every night. We've done three, yeah. about three kids a night. Sometimes we've grouped a couple of kids from the same school uh, together. But it's just been really fun for me to to recognize these kids and, and give them that recognition that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa, they love it too. Because, you know, it's it's as much about the athletes as – uh, you know, it kind of is for, for the parents and the families. Like, they love that stuff. They love, you know, going to a graduation. They love going to a senior night. I still remember, you know, my parents coming to my senior night. And it was such a special moment. So I'm glad that, you know, mom and dad can kind of see that. And, you know, just it's a good thing. Yeah, when you're in high school, okay, <laughs> here's, yeah, here's yeah. my 10 <laughs> seconds on TV, whatever. No big deal, you know. But you're right. I think it means a little bit more to grandma and grandpa or mom and dad for or sure. aunt and uncle or whatever that may be. So. Uh, wow, it's been fun. I, I hope we're on the road to you know something brighter here. I, yeah. I hope we are seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. I hope we phase are. three stays that we don't have to go back down to phase two or whatever that may be. You know, I, I hope that phase five is, is somewhat close. Although the reality in me sees it as like yeah. a long. But way we made away. it this but far. We made it this far. There's did no we, turning back now. Did we think we were gonna get here this soon? You know. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking back to, you know, the first couple weeks of this whole thing. And I don't know. It 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 feels like maybe because there were so many dark days where we maybe yeah. didn't think we were going to progress any. And I think this is a good oh, sign. It, uh, the bars are open this weekend, people. <laughs> but practice social distancing. But practice social. Yeah. Right. You can go get a cams and, and get a blue guy if you want. Just make yeah. sure you practice. Well, they were actually distancing. selling those. I Last know, right? Week, they had the they had line out the doors, like yeah. 500 people deep, where you could get two blue guys and a bottle of vodka for 20 bucks on a yeah. takeout. I mean, that's a cheap bottle of vodka. That's all I'd it? say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to drink cheap vodka, I guess. Uh, March 11th was uh, when Rudy Gobert tested positive. Mm-hmm. NBA shut down. March 12th, you were in, in Indianapolis Indian that day place. as the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I'll never about forget to start that day. Crazy. I mean, look how far we've come in that sense. Yet it still feels like we have so far to go. Mm-hmm. But maybe we're there, you know, at least taking that next step. Today feels like that next step, you know, and I, I hope we can have high school sports this fall. I hope college sports will resume. I feel really confident that professional sports are going to get back at some point. Yeah. Barring maybe the MLB, which has its own issues with the players and owners at this point. Right. But I feel like football is going to come back in some so form or fashion this fall. And that has me excited. And the NHL gives us a little bit of hope in that as well as they kind of yeah. laid out their plan to get back to playing and, you know, laying out all their plans for, for the lottery picks and the draft and, and all that thing. So um, they're, I guess, setting a good example for moving forward with with sports. Um, and I know we were even talking about, too, with the NHL, it's, it's pretty difficult with all of the international athletes that might be coming in and, and playing for the teams with, like, borders being closed. Are they going to open up borders to allow players to, to come back and play and things like that, complications. But it is a step in the right direction and, and one that gives us hope. And compliments to Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, for putting together this place. And 
seemingly from the outside, the players and owners and everyone working together and the commissioner all coming together to get this plan in place. And they're the first major sports team, uh, you know, that's a team sport to come out organization and say, hey, this is our plan. These are the steps we're taking. And it's complicated. (laughs) I think Bettman said that in his statement on, you know, on TV earlier this week. Hey, this is complicated, but we're going to do our best to make the best of this situation. You know, you hope that all the other leagues can come together and the players and owners can work out a deal and the players associations and that, you know, we can all work together. It's just good to see people taking action to do things because it it would be easy for us to just sit back and be like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll wait it out. But for people to actually be coming up with plans, I think is is important for us to be able to get sports back. And look, it might not happen. Right. I mean, there could be a second wave here. It could all be canceled and we could be sitting here three, four months from now, still talking about the same things. But at least we have a plan and we'll know how to handle it if it happens again. Let's hope not, but if it does. (laughs) Hopefully we can all come together, and especially with everything that's happened this week, we can all be together. You know, we can all be as supportive of one another. I think that's maybe the biggest thing out of all of this. In sports, in life, with everything happening in Minneapolis right now, let's all be together. Let's all work together. Let's all uh, support one another in life because life's too short to not, you know. And so uh, I hope we can all do that and practice that this week. I know I'll be thinking about that as well. So anything else? No, I think you you wrapped it up well. All right. Well, let's hope we can get some clarity on the IHSA. I think that's my biggest takeaway from all this because I just want these kids to know. Like if you, and that was the biggest thing back in March, right, where they just kept – want to know. They just kept – waiting and wait just just chop it off if you're gonna chop it off if you're gonna pull the band-aid just pull the band-aid off yeah. you know i think that's the biggest thing for me is like you know you try and like take the band-aid i don't want it to hurt no just rip the thing off right like it's, it's so much quicker less. if you just rip yeah. it off say it's done let's move on we can start the coping mechanisms we can start to you know work together through all of this but when you kind of like ah well i don't know and then things leak and everything yeah. else just Let's let's just move just rip on. It off, rip come on, come out a plan, <laughs> and let's move forward and work from there. All right, Marley, it's been fun. We'll do it again next week for Marley Weirda. I'm Brett Barons. This has been the Three and One Podcast. <laughs>